Today on Inside MLFB, we have Coach Dynamite Kuhn joining us today. Excited for him. He's going to be an, assi- he's an assistant coach with the Alabama Airborne and working with Coach Jerry Glanville, who he has a long history with. Excited to c- talk with Coach Dynamite and find out everything he's looking forward to and what the Alabama Airborne are going to bring to the table this MLFB season. Inside MLFB on the SGPN Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $50 at WinBet and get $200 in free bets. Bet big, win bigger with WinBet. Download the WinBet app now or visit wynnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by Sleeper. You already play fantasy on Sleeper, but now you can win cold hard cash with their over-under game. Just head to sleeper.com slash SGP on your phone to join the SGPN group, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's sleeper.com slash SGP. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. Joining me today on Inside MLFB, Coach Dynamite Kuhn. Coach, welcome. Nice well, to have you on. Yes, thank you for uh, allowing me, me to be here. And Adam, uh, I start off every interview, every clinic talk I ever give by thanking at least one person who has helped me to get where I am today. And, you know, again, there's so many, but I really, really want to single out Amy uh, VCO uh, for, for her unconditional support recently. And with all that being said, let's talk Alabama Airborne football. There we go. I mean, Coach, we're going to get to talking about the Airborne, but I think we got to talk about you a little bit first and how you got (laughs) here. I mean, Coach Dynamite, a name like that, you got to have a story. And from your bio, you're well-traveled. Just how'd you get here? How'd you end up in Major League Football? You know what? Here's here's the, the gist of it, because everybody always asks me, you know, how'd you get in? And, you know, they want to kind of follow the same career path and and everybody's uh, journey is different, you know. But at the end of the day, what I like to tell people is I did something uh, nice for somebody not expecting anything in return. So, for instance, uh, as a college junior, I was helping a regional football scout under the table Uh he was uh, recently a former player. He had been a former coach. He was just getting into the scouting ranks. And, you know, I grew up with a, with a computer. I was 10-keying. I was, you know, uh, typing without looking at my fingers long before, you know, it became in vogue for most people. So, again, uh, just by having that technical attributes, you know, uh, it, 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 he noticed that. And uh, he said, you know, it goes against every protocol in the book, but can you help me type my Big 12 reports up? And so – at the end of the day, I, you know, I helped him not thinking anything would really come up. This got, went on for, for three years, Adam. And the next thing I know, he leaves one team and he gets promoted to vice president of the NFL team. And again, not looking for a job, being sincere, being honest. I wrote, I sat down and I wrote him a handwritten note. And a week later he called. And again, this is when <laughs> it shows uh, a little bit of, of dating there, but it had a house phone and he called on the house phone. I picked up and it, it was my, my buddy, my first mentor. And uh, he said, you know, uh, what are you doing? And I said, I'm trying to finish school. And the emphasis was trying. 
And he said, well, you know, I've got an NFL internship for you. And here I am, a junior in college, starting at the top of the food chain. And kind of like Dan Marino, I was like, well, this is kind of easy. You know, I didn't have my degree yet, but I was like, hey, I'm already here. You know, I'm already at the top of the mountain. I, I'm, I'm, there's no question. There's no doubt I'll be back here. You know, so uh, I did uh, transfer from LSU and I finished at Nickel State. And one of the reasons I went to Nickel State, because at the time, uh, the New Orleans Saints were hosting their training camp there. Uh, so my entire idea was, okay, let me get on the Nickel State Colonel staff get to know the facility, get to know the area, and then be able to turn around and work with the Saints. That didn't happen, but it did allow me, again, to get involved in the college football world. And then, of course, my first real job, full-time job after finishing and graduating from Nichols State was uh, in the Arena Football League. So I spent three years there. Uh, and then it's the whirlwind. You know, college football, I've worked in the Ivy League. I worked in the OVC, the Big Sky. So again, primarily at the FCF's ranks, uh, also two historic black colleges and universities, which I think is very important because again, uh, when I'm assembling my roster, and we'll get to that in a minute, uh, th th there's always kind of a connotation when it comes to HBCU players. And I think a lot of it is they're very raw, but they have outstanding potential. Again, you think about the Jerry Rice's, the Walter Payton's, the guys like that, that come from those smaller schools. And I always feel like, that's my forte, Adam. I've always had uh, a niche when it comes to D2. We have two NAIA individuals on our roster right now, you know, for the Alabama Airborne. Um, several Division II players, obviously a lot of FCS guys. Uh, but really and truly, I think that that's my forte is, is going out. And the biggest difference between me and every other talent evaluator is because I grew up uh, this last dozen years working for Coach Glanville, and also working for June Jones. So I'm one of those few people that can say they, they have both of those coaching trees. And again, I've never worked with Jeff Reinbold, uh, who's our quarterbacks and receivers coach. He'll be calling the offensive plays for the Airborne. But we've known of each other for years. We've crossed paths. We've always you know, seen each other at conventions and clinics and whatnot. So again, it's one of those things. We, we know each other by trade. You know, We know each other by name. We've obviously associated with each other. But we all come from the same coaching background. And I think, again, while a lot of guys get uh, really hyped up about the height, weight, and speed, and the metrics that come with the analytics of football, when I'm watching a player, Adam, I'm looking for who does this remind me of that previously played for us, or is a run and shoot guy that's previously played for us, or a three-four guy who has previously played for us. You know, so again, that's kind of how I do things, and. Because of that, I think that allows me a lot more freedom and flexibility. And uh, again, our fast forward here because it's such a, a long resume. Uh, but really <laughs> and truly, uh, it was one of those things where, you know, at, at a certain point in time, uh, I, I, I took a $10,000 pay cut to leave the Ivy League, go out west. And everybody was, nobody realized what I was doing at the time. I was playing, I was thinking two or three moves ahead. And so in 2009, I lined with Coach Glanville at Portland State, and one of the uh, one of my colleagues at Portland State was a was a young Jesse Thompson, uh, and uh, Thompson's currently our special teams coordinator and running back coach. I think this is our sixth or maybe seventh tour of duty under Coach Glanville. <laughs> and one of the things that I also like to talk about Coach Glanville about is the fact that even after working in college for him, even after you know. Uh, doing a couple East-West Shrine games, which are, you know, NFL All-Star games. Um, some people want to want that phone call once in their life. Uh, we had it three times, you know. So, again, 
having that experience to be able to install in three or four days, having to play in under a week. I think that really prepared us for working in uh, alternative pro football, first in the UFL, uh, the United Football League back in 2011, followed by, you know, working in the XFL, uh, as I did in 2020, and then the Spring League uh, later on in 2020 and 2021 uh, as part of the uh, the Conquerors. Uh, of course, the Spring League forerunner to the USFL. And then, of course, you know, now uh, being involved in main football uh, is really, again, a, to me, it's uh, something where you're giving a, a lot of guys who uh, had that COVID year, for instance, uh, maybe didn't have a pro day, maybe because of reduced NFL practice rosters, they weren't able to join the team. And so there is a need for it. There are enough talented players, as we've proven. There are enough talented coaches and support staff. You know, we got a chance to go to, to the stadium today and uh, meet our trainer, meet our video guy, meet our equipment manager, and, and every one of them. Uh, Sterling resumes has worked in uh, in and around football. Most of them, you know, have just getting done with the season, for instance, in the USFL. But uh, I think, again, it's one of those things where uh, you can never get enough of football. You know, I think it's the consummate team sport. Everybody uh, understands that, again, uh, you need everybody to be on point. You know, you need every person uh, on that roster. You know, so, again, it's it's that's what I love about this sport, it, the camaraderie. Obviously, we're all competitive individuals by by trait, by nature. But again, I think the the thing that that we really relish uh, from an airborne perspective is the ability to help these guys get to that next level, whatever that next level is, you know. Uh, and again, uh, collectively, it's one of those things where um, we have ties to every organization out there, every league out there. Uh, but most importantly, again, we want to help uh, really have a explosive offense, a very physical defense. Uh, and and then want to win games on special teams. You know, we we really really uh, a lot of people preach it, uh, but when the head coach sits in every special teams meeting, and and just just his presence alone uh, allows people to realize how important we take teams. And again, fun factoid: it it, it was uh, Marv Levy was the first special teams coordinator in the National Football League, followed by Dick Vermeil, uh, followed by Jerry Glanville. So. You know, and all three of them became head coaches eventually, uh, because again, I, I feel like special teams doesn't get enough credit because you're working with the entire unit. You know, you you got to work with guys on offense and defense, uh, but special teams coordinators in general, I think, uh, should get more opportunities to be head coaches, in my opinion. Not even a question, coach. Um, and you talked about <laughs> early NFL. NFL opportunity, and it was with the Buffalo Bills. So you steered right into my yeah. wheelhouse. So I got to know, yeah. who who in that 2001 draft was your responsibility for the Bills? Well, it, you know, I didn't have uh, – I wasn't in the college uh, scouting department. I was in the post okay. scouting department. And, and uh, my biggest uh, contribution to the organization was um, there was a large room, uh, magnetized walls from Florida Sling. Uh, and again, big red line that went all the way through it. Uh, so all 32 teams offense above it, all 32 defenses below it. We've got a panel over there with street free agents and CFL and arena guys and whatnot. And of course, during camp, when there's 50 to 60 waiver wire transactions that are going on in Manhattan every day, you know, you need because uh, everybody's got a little magnet. Right. And so mm -hmm. you need to have somebody to go through. And, you know, uh, and, and keep that updated. You know, the, the director of pro personnel is looking for, you know, uh, 
looking at the cuts, the general managers looking at potential trade opportunities or free agents and whatnot has to be accurate. You know, whatever happens at the end of the day, it, as long as it's accurate, but it became, you know, something that I became just naturally good at. Uh, I had almost a preternatural experience with it. I could do it faster than anybody else could do more accurately. And most importantly, I really relished it. So at one point in time, I knew, uh, every every team's roster, training camp roster, uh, probably you know close to hundred free agents, and I, I had everybody like in a in a sub. I couldn't couldn't balance my checkbook, but I could do all of that really well. <laughs> there we go. Yep. I, I mean, everybody's got something, you know. And with the football yeah, minds, right. it yeah. always it it always seems to be, you know, you can't take the garbage out, but you can name who the fifth string running back is. What the hell are you doing Correct. over there? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, so, it's uh, you know, again, uh, it's one of those things where I think uh, you don't realize at the time how much goes in, you know, how much investigating, how much vetting. Uh, it's when you're investing millions of dollars in the guys, you want to know everything, you know, and you're going to talk to a lot of people. Uh, and it's a very, it's funny because, uh, uh, and we'll get into our coaching staff here in a second as well, but, you know, just here with Major League Football, you know, the offensive line coach myself we've been uh, acquired a new player today actually uh, and went to the uh, college position coach you know and and reaching out to former colleagues that have worked with him before and and again uh, from our perspective that's the most important aspect you know it, it's not just uh, acquiring the talent it's making sure that they're actually going to show up they're going to show up in shape they're ready to roll they're ambitious you know and again i think that we've assembled a very very talented group for the alabama airborne you know, and we talked to one of your players uh, earlier this week. We talked to EJ Labaz. He was actually on the first episode. And let me tell you, I think you hit a home run with that young man right there. Like, he's a man who carries himself well, watching the film. He plays hard. And he's got that maturity that he's going to show up. He's working hard. He's going to show up in shape that you talk about being so important there. So, um Coach, you know, you talked about this deep roster, and honestly, having looked over a few things, I think you guys might have the deepest quarterback room in Major League Football, <laughs> and that's dangerous because you guys, there are four potential starters right there who could all be successful. You know, we got A.J. Bush, Chase 4K, Maxwell Mailer, who people might not be as familiar with, uh, and Kyle mm -hmm. Sadler. You know, coach, can you just give us a rundown? What what do each of those guys bring to the table? And why are you guys so excited about your entire quarterback room? Yeah, you know, the interesting aspect with this is the fact that, uh, you know, back in the day, Ron Wolf, when he was with the Green Bay Packers, he would always draft somebody in the seventh round or get an undrafted guy, you know, make it a priority uh, to always keep that quarterback room kind of, you know, uh, you're always turning the bottom of the roster, as they say, right? But he would always bring somebody else, whether it, whether it was, I think one year he brought in a, a running back from Air Force that they were trying to convert to uh, to quarterback or whatnot, you know. But it was always interesting to me that he, he despite the fact that they had, you know, uh, uh, pretty decent uh, Doug Peterson and Brett Favre and, you know, some other guys that, that on the roster that were stalwarts, you know, that were, you know, but they always brought people in. And so I think my philosophy kind of is rooted in that. It's always about competition. Let's bring the best competition to the table. And the interesting aspect for Max Mailer uh, is he originally started at Linwood University. And uh, when I first spoke to him, we started talking and, 
And I asked him about his experience there. And he said, well, I was, you know, I was trying to play uh, uh, quarterback, but they ended up make, uh, you know, the, the head basketball coach pulled me aside. I thought I was just going to practice with them. I ended up playing basketball too, you know? <laughs> so, so he transferred it, uh, you know, uh, after a while, because uh, he really wanted to focus on football. And again, uh, Wisconsin Whitewater is is the gold standard of Division Three football. I think there's no denying the amount of titles uh, and, and and the deep playoff runs that they make consistently. So I know uh, Mailer has practiced against a good defense. He's used to playing 14, 16 games every season. Um, took them to the semifinals one year. I believe they lost in the championship another year. But a guy that has a veteran presence um, is well-liked and received by everybody at that program. And, again, I really just feel as if his completion rate, uh, being, I mean, uh, you, you can say what you want about the talent there and the system there, but uh, having almost a 70% completion ratio, he's doing something right. You know, he's finding his targets. He's making his checkdowns in his reach. And over 70%. He's almost 71% completion percentage yeah. in his most recent year. Yeah. And he threw – 12 to one on his touchdown to interception ratio. It doesn't matter if you're playing high school football, if you're throwing like that, you can sling it all over the yard. So you've got a guy like him who can pick up yards with his legs when you need it. And then you go to a guy Mm -hmm. like Kyle Sadler who threw 91 Mm -hmm. touchdown passes over four years Mm -hmm. at Augustana in South Dakota. And again, another guys who sling it. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, he has a stat on his Twitter page about uh, every quarterback at all levels, uh, you know, for the 2020 draft class. And stacking him up against everybody else, he, he would be, as career passing yards, it's over 10,000 yards. Uh, and, and across the levels, he would be the number three quarterback coming out of the 2022 draft class. Um, and so uh, just on, on, on career passing yards alone. Uh, but 38 touchdowns his senior season. And again, a guy that is a Frisco, Texas native. Um, and again, it was one of those things that I I, I talked to uh, uh, our play caller, Jeff Reinbolt, uh, about, you know, uh, having having a guy like Kyle on our team. And uh, if there was any concerns, uh, you, know, uh, uh, you know, is he a system guy? You know, are you seeing the same things I am? And, and, and we both agreed because, again, uh, while I while I kind of uh, spearhead uh, the uh, acquisition of players, uh, it's a collective team effort, you know. So obviously, I pass the film on to the coaching staff. We we talk, we engage, we we discuss, you know, who we really want to go after. Uh, and then, of course, uh, most of the transactions that require agents is is what I'm, uh, it, you know, it, being the point person for. But ultimately, again, I think. Uh, Kyle was a guy that he really, really intrigued me because of the success he's had since high school. You know, again, uh, everybody knows about Texas high school football, the Friday night lights, all that jazz, but it's real. And when you played a big time program like Kyle did in high school and again, get, get uh, looked over by a couple bigger schools, for instance, and he goes to South Dakota and, and really lights it up. And as a guy that I was very happy uh, to acquire and somebody that again, now we want to see how he competes at the next level and how those windows are going to close just a little bit, you know, faster. And so, again, Kyle is somebody that we're, we're very, very uh, intrigued with, uh, along with Max Mailer. Mm-hmm. You, you know, but then we go to a guy like Chase Forcade, who's out of Nichols mm-hmm. State, you know, a school that you're mm-hmm. familiar with. And, yeah. you know, he might not have had the gaudy numbers that the other guys did, but he played at an FCS mm-hmm. level 
higher level of competition. And he just, he's a gamer, you know, he's a guy who can yeah, make plays with his arms, but he's unafraid to make plays with his legs. It's almost, it's almost a little Ryan Fitzpatrick esque sometimes where he's, you think of him as a passer and then, but he's not afraid to put the shoulder down and run if he needs to. Yeah. You know what, again, uh, I think lineage is also important. Uh, his, his dad and his uncle played for the New Orleans Saints. Uh, he's an individual that comes from a football family, went to one of the premier uh, football factories in Louisiana, uh, and then turned around and as a true freshman, uh, stepped on campus in Thibodeau, Louisiana, and from day one was anointed the starter. And I think you said it, you know, uh, a lot of people have that label of being a gamer, uh, but Chase, his best games, when you look at his tape, and when you're evaluating a quarterback, his best games are against big-time competition. You know, playing against Georgia in Athens, playing against Texas A&M in College Station, and keeping that team in both of those games. You know, realistically, they had a chance of upsetting Texas A&M at one point in time, you know. So, again, you know, you you can't describe it. You either have it or you don't. You have that that moxie, that charisma, that, 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 uh, that clock that internally goes off in your head. Chase 4K has that. And on top of that, like you, like you alluded to, he's he's kind of like Vinny Testaverde or one of those old, older quacks that he likes to lift. You know, every time I call him, he's like, can I call you back? I'm, I'm, I'm actually working out. You know, so, so when, you know, I don't mind the fact that he's from that generation where, you know, uh, he, when I call, I immediately get the text. Uh, but I understand, you know, he, he, he is, uh, he's a grinder uh, and he's somebody that, uh, uh Again, his agent and I uh, worked uh, very diligently to get that deal done. And I think, you know, he's an individual that uh, had a chance in Canada most recently. He was with the Calgary Stampeders just a few weeks ago. So, again, when you talk about being in shape, having just gone through a camp, uh, what a huge tactical advantage that is for us, you know. And then him throwing, actually, to a guy that was on that same roster with him, a young man by the name of Nick Hulley, who's a wide receiver from Kent State, that, ironically enough, also played for us uh, in Houston. Uh, both mm-hmm. Coach Thompson, uh, team scored myself, worked with Nick before, uh, and he's familiar with the terminology because obviously uh, we're using the same uh, verbiage that June Jones does. So Coach Reinbold uh, and and that offensive staff already have put their playbook together. We've been in install meetings. We're here in Mobile already, and uh, it's always good to see how these guys uh, how quickly they can put it together because again. Adam, it's not about our collective knowledge, right? It's about what those players can retain. And most importantly, and this is a huge credit to Coach Glanville, you know, if we run it and we run it and we can't get it, we'll throw it out. You know, there's no need to sit here. and Because, again, like I said, this is an all-star game four or five times over. It's an all-star game. So, you you, you know, and we're game plan. You know, we're, we're at some tweaks once we actually start getting opponent film and whatnot. But we got to showcase these players, we got to let them, we got to put them in the best position, you know? Uh, and so again, a guy like Chase Forcade is an individual who I really, really, you, you said it. I mean, he can do the RPO stuff. He, he you know, he can throw. Uh, in fact, that was one, again, you talk about due diligence, you talk about vetting, you talk about doing your research. I, in fact, I had called Nick Holly to ask what his opinion was of, of Chase Forcade. I didn't expect to get Nick Holly. I was just asking, you know, because I was genuinely curious. They had been in camp recently. And and, and Holly kind of, you know, he said, are, are you really going after this guy? I said, yeah, I am. I'm really, I've always wanted to work. 
face for Kay. Uh, and so, and then Holly, you know, hit me back and he said, you know what? I think I'd like to join you guys. So, again, uh, very happy to have him in the fold. And, of course, the last quarterback is a young man, uh, A.J. Bush, who originally was recruited uh, by Nebraska. Uh, and when they had a coaching change, he decided to leave and he went to Virginia Tech where he had uh, some quarterback competition there and didn't have to go to the University of Illinois. But Lovey Smith personally recruited him to be his guy because he was just coming back from the NF ranks back into the college ranks. And he, you know, again, as your quarterback goes, so goes your team. And uh, AJ's from Atlanta and an individual uh, who, again, I think it's labeled as a, as a running quarterback. And that was one of the things that we talked about when, uh, when I made my initial introduction to him. I said, look, we need to see what you can do in the pocket now. Everybody knows you got wheels, you know, but we need to see what you can do back there. And especially on our offense, run and shoot, where you always have three or four wide receivers, sometimes five on the field, you know, at the same time. You know, it's a very quarterback-friendly system. And, and I think, if anything, A.J. needs to prove that he can be more of a pocket passer. That's not to say that we're not we're going to limit him because, again, we, we want the, the players to play towards their strengths. And, and he's a guy that not, is not a change of pace guy. You know, that's, that's mm-hmm. again, the misnomer. He really, really, again, having all those starts in the Big Ten and, and leading the fighting Illini. And I always, you know, again, highlight tapes are highlight tapes. But I like to actually watch game film. I like to see how a player's uh, nonverbal communications are uh, when they're down by three touchdowns. And, again, when you watch A.J.'s tape, when you watch actual game film of him, and the beating he takes sometimes, and he keeps getting up. You know, he keeps getting up, and I, I admire that. I like that. That's a guy I can win with. Yeah, and, like, you nailed it there. You know, he's a guy you can win with. He's a physical guy. He's not afraid to get back up. He carries himself well. And really, you know, he's got shades of P.J. Walker to him with his ability to sling the rock <laughs> on a line in that run-and-shoot offense, but also brings the mobility and this could be that opportunity. We saw P.J. Walker shine with y'all in the XFL. Now, A.J. Bush could have that chance or maybe, you know, you like you just like we just said, you have four quarterbacks. And that was this has to be the toughest positional group to kind of project from the outside. And for you as well, I'm sure it's just who's yeah. going to show up and who's going to ball out in Mobile. Yeah. Make sure to get down on the Wins Bet 50 Win 200 promotion where a $50 bet qualifies you for up to $200 in free bets. Bet $500 on sports or casino before July 31st, 2022. Get entered to win the ultimate fantasy football draft experience at Encore Beach Club, including a two-night stay at Wynn Resorts for you and your entire league. Multiple injuries allowed. There's so much to choose from, and all you have to do is download the WinBet app or visit wynnbet.com to get started. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough WinBet is available. If you or somebody you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. And make sure to check out our new Discord server, the perfect place to interact and sweat bets with the entire SGPN crew. Just go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash discord. Did you have some coffee this morning? Where'd you get it? The grocery store? Some other large chain? Wouldn't it feel better if you could get locally locally roasted, organically, well-sourced coffee delivered right to your door? Well, now you can with Trade Coffee. 
Trade Coffee sends you freshly roasted beans from 60 of the country's best craft roasters, small businesses who pair farm, who pay farmers fair prices, and sustainably source the greatest beans from around the world. Whether your friends call you a coffee snob or you just know what good coffee tastes like, Trade's real coffee experts personally taste over 450 roasts so they know exactly what to recommend to you. Because the truth is, you like what you like, I like what I like, and it could all be different. You'll like a specific selection of coffees that are different for everybody, and Trade is here for that. Trade will deliver a bag of freshly roasted coffee as whole beans or ground for however you brew it at home, and they guarantee you'll love your first order, or they'll replace it for free. Right now, Trade is offering new subscribers a total of $30 off your first order, plus free shipping when you go to drinktrade.com SGP. That's more than 40 cups of coffee for free. Get started by taking the quiz at drinktrade.com SGP and let Trade find you a coffee you'll love. That's drinktrade.com SGP for $30 off. Yeah, yeah. And again, I mean, uh, all those guys, I think at the end of the day, they've all been the man where they've been, you know, collectively. And uh, I think every one of them brings something uh, unique to the table. Uh, but at the end of the day, they're all going to drive each other. I think that when you have good competition, um, again, uh, I'd like to take all 70 of them to, to the regular season with me. We can't. You know, it's a business. Uh, they understand that, and that's why everybody's so anxious. Uh, I believe I uh, text Kyle the other day, and he's, I said, what are you doing? He's like, I'm watching old Hawaii home off of YouTube because, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I have a playbook. We have them write it down when they get here. That helps them retain the information. But the fact that he was doing that on his own that just shows me uh, the level of detail that he has uh, and all of these quarterbacks and, and, and all of our players do. Again, uh, the number one thing is, you know, uh, I wasn't sure where I was going to land. So for us, for Alabama, uh, they, they benefit from the fact that I was uh, interviewing the CFL in January. <laughs> so I literally had my pro personnel list up snuff. I had all my agents accurate, you know. So, again, uh, you always prepare uh, just like just like uh, like a player. Man up. You'll have, uh, you know, your, your free agent rosters ready to go. And, again, uh, we're in a very luxurious position right now where I'm actually telling some guys to stay home uh, because I'm, you know, reporting day or reporting week is always interesting. Uh, but I think, you know, uh, at the end of the day, we're very happy. Uh, with the amount of talent that we've been able to do. We, won't, we don't have enough time to go over everybody, but <laughs> if the quarterbacks are any indication of the rest of the, of, of the unit, I will say that I'm uh, my cup runneth over uh, for the first time in my career, uh, defensive tackle. Um, I'm Having worked for Coach Glanville, I know what the priority is, and it's always the pass rush. we got to get after the opposing quarterback. So, that is the number one thing that I go after. And it actually helps me when I'm talking to free agent offensive linemen because I tell them, hey, look, you're going – I've got eight defensive tackles under contract. Five of them can slide outside if necessary because they have that type of versatility. And, and I think, again, in, in these types of leagues, you know, when you have an injury, you don't have the luxury of being able to fly somebody in on short notice or whatnot. So you need guys, whether it be on the offensive line, whether it be on the defensive line, Every single one of our slot receivers has returned kicks in college, not attempted to return kicks. They've actually done it. You know, every one of our DBs, I would say of the 14 that we have under contract, 10 of them can play either uh, corner, nickel or safety. So, again, you, when you talk about versatility, when you talk about, you know, we've got a lot outside linebacker who actually had his hand on the ground with the Oakland Raiders, you know. So, again, 
you know, it's always about, hey, you know, worst case scenario is, you know, half the offensive line goes down with food poisoning. Do we have enough guys on the roster, Dynamite? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So, again, it's one of those things where, uh, you, you don't, you, you don't, you, you know, you don't wish injury. You don't wish, you know, anything about anything negative about anybody. But the reality is, it's football, you know. And guys get injured, you know. And and especially again, uh, we don't have a practice roster when we get to the regular season. We've got a fifty-man active roster, but at the end of the day, everybody's going to practice, right? So, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, we don't have time to stop uh, midweek and say, okay, yeah, let's get, you know, let's change out these tight ends or whatever the case may be. Um, you know, we, we have to have guys, uh, that can slide around, that can move around again, um, having got four guys that have played offensive center before. And, and again, not just attempted to shotgun snap or not just attempted to, 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 uh, uh, you know, that position before they've actually done it, you know? So again, I think that that's one of the things that, uh, versatility and production are the two things that I, I really look for in, in a football player. Awesome. Yeah. Coach, you just, you took us through everything we were going to see there from that roster. That's great. You know, um, you talked about all that versatility, Mm -hmm. you know, and you talked about also just this defensive mindset that coach coach Glanville is going to bring, you know, the grits blitz is what he's famous for in the deep, always the defensive game plans, you know, his Vipers team in the XFL was starting to just Re, was going to rewrite record books and it wasn't looking like modern football anymore. It was throwback yeah. to the 1960s right. where it was three yards in a cloud of dust and the defense pitching a shutout. <laughs> you know, how does, you know, looking at your roster, I see a guy like Xavier Lewis, yeah. you know, who's a physical safety and mm-hmm. you start watching his film. And the first thing that jumps off to you is, is this guy's in the backfield on just about every play. Yeah. You know, I, what, what is bringing a guy with an attacking mentality like like Xavier has to the grits blitz for lack of a better term, defense. Yeah. Brain. No. And again, uh, we, we go through, we, we utilize a lot of DBs again. Um, we're very fortunate in the fact that uh, we have Prince Charles Amora, who is a 49ers draft pick. Uh, we have a JNA Harris on the other side who uh, was, uh, went to camp with the Philadelphia Eagles and then later uh, signed with us uh, in the Houston with the Houston Roughnecks of the XFL. After that, he decided that he wanted to play for us in the spring league, not once, but twice. Uh, and, and then again, you bring a guy like Xavier Lewis to the table who, um, he was actually an injury replacement. So he didn't come to training camp with us at the start of the spring league in Indianapolis when we were with the Conquerors. Uh, I brought him in kind of mid season. And I remember talking to the DBs coach, uh, a guy that's up in, uh, probably the, the highest paid uh, DBs coach in Canada right now. But I remember talking to him and saying, hey, you know, we really we really need to get X in there. You know, Zay, Zay is a guy that, uh, you know, uh, he's penciled in as our starting free safety right now. Uh, and and he follows that that lineage that I like, which is he started at a very big SEC school, SEC school like LSU, uh, maybe didn't get the playing time he wanted drops down to southeastern Louisiana and is ultra successful, ultra productive, becomes an NFL prospect coming out of that. But again, he's one of those guys that, you know, misses his pro day, maybe doesn't get into an NFL camp, you know, and really needs film more than anything else. uh, This is their resume. This is what these guys will use moving forward. Uh, And again, it's one of those things where um, it didn't, it's, it's, it didn't happen by accident. I really went through 
for instance, and I, I got two guys from from Louisiana Tech, uh, one uh, grad transfer to Georgia Southern to finish. But those two guys have, have community. They, they know each other. Right. Um, uh, Michael Sam and, and Ephraim Kitchen. They, they, they've they played in college together. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. So and uh, they played for a, a very uh, respected former colleague of mine. Uh, so when I call and say, hey, can these guys, you know, are these guys Glanville DBs? And he's like, Dynamite, they'll be awesome for you, you know. Uh, yeah. And another and another guy like Cameron so- uh, Solomon, or they call him Solo, uh, at, at strong safety, you know, uh, a raging Cajun. But really, uh, just uh, I think you mentioned him in, in, in your uh, report recently, uh, just a hard-hitting free safety, a Brian Dawkins type where you're just like, he, he's going to knock some helmets off. And you need a guy like that crowd the line of scrimmage, but by that same token, has enough ability to help on the back end. Is a smart football player, and again, somebody that I really, really am high on. And that that you know, again, from our perspective, when you're bringing all of this collective talent to the table, uh, now you got to start managing egos in some regard. How many reps everybody everybody's getting? Uh, it's a wonderful, wonderful competition uh, for our defensive back coach. Uh, Kim McLeod to, to sort out. Um, I, I kind of gave him a loose step chart of what I thought, you know, uh, it should be at least starting out. Uh, and then of course, you know, I, I, I don't call a play on game day. So mm-hmm. I, I just kind of let the coaches sort that stuff out. My job is just to bring the best talent to the table. And I, we laugh about it because I always tell coach Glanville, you know, if we win, it's because of the coaching. If we lose, it's because of the personnel. And he's like, dynamite. That's why I love you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds like y'all got a great staff over there. Just everybody clicking on the same level. Um, why? Why are you so excited about coaching in Alabama in Mobile? Yeah, great question. I think again, uh, I've been fortunate enough to attend five or six uh, Senior Bowls, uh, so I've I've been uh, to Mobile in January. Um, I grew up in Louisiana. Uh, and so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it has that, that, that it's, you're not in the South, you're in the deep South kind of feeling, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> but it's still, you know, I think Mobile is, uh, it's, it's one of those, uh, it's not recruited, uh, enough, you know, you, you've got a tremendous amount of talent here, you know, if it's Spanish, you know, uh, Ford and, uh, Daphne and some of these other schools around here, again, uh, high school football is very important, obviously, uh, you've got uh, a lot of uh, families kind of divided down the middle when it comes to <laughs> Auburn, Alabama. But but, but honestly, uh, you know, again, Jacksonville State uh, in the FCS ranks, perennial playoff contender, you know. Uh, and again, you've got I've got guys on the roster from from West Alabama, for instance, uh, and uh, just added a, a UAB defensive tackle by the name of uh, Justin Thomas. Uh, and so it wasn't my intention to have a team that was uh, comprised primarily of guys from Dallas to Atlanta. That's just kind of how it happened. <laughs> so you talked about it there deep in the heart of the football belt, the mm-hmm. deep South, really exciting place to be. Mm-hmm. Um, what's one thing that you really hope these players take away from this opportunity? You know, it's a developmental league. You guys are going to try to coach them up. What's the thing you as an airborne staff want to instill from day one in your players? I think really and truly uh, our, our goal is to ensure that we get as many of these guys, uh, 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 put them in the best position to uh, showcase their abilities, to 
to have an opportunity uh, to get a great recommendation from us. Uh, there's a young man from San Jose State that I'd like to talk about for a minute by the name of Tyler Nevins, uh, who was a uh, people consider him a fullback, for instance, uh, but he's a big-bodied running back, and he's a guy that uh, when when we first engaged in dialogue, uh, he made it quite clear that he wanted to continue honing his craft, but that he did not want to be a blocking fullback, uh, and that he had never rushed for over a thousand yards in college. Uh, it wasn't the man, you know, wasn't, they didn't give him that opportunity. And I said, I'll give you that opportunity, you know, because I think, uh, you know, having a big bodied running back again, working for a defensive minded head coach, he wants to run the ball. He wants to pound it. He wants to wear down the opposing, uh, defense. He wants to keep the ball out of the opposing offense's hands. He wants to keep his defense fresh. Makes sense. You know, again, at the end of the day, you know, uh, that running back room is also going to be, uh, a very, healthy competition. Uh, Jordan Salima comes back, a uh, uh, wonderful, talented young man who has developed into an exceptional pass catcher on top of everything else that he does on special teams so well. And like I tell all of these guys, there's enough DBs. There's enough wide receivers in the league. You're not going to make an NFL team solely on those attributes. You need to, you need to embrace special teams. And again, that's one of the reasons why uh, despite the fact that, you know, I've worked at other places, other, you know, other head coaches and whatnot, the number one rule that I've learned from Coach Lambeau is you have to put an emphasis on that special teams. And, uh, you know, again, we, uh, we, we put together a tremendous roster of even uh, big body guys like uh, Desmond Maxwell from Western Kentucky, who is a, who's a true H-back, a guy that, again, he can put his hand on the ground as a tight end. He can he can help in uh, in the run game uh, as well as a, being a fullback, uh, but an individual that's going to open up a lot of holes for us. And again, I'd like to see him with the ball in his hands because again, um, the running back coach Jesse Thompson asked. He said, "You know, do we have any do we have any film on him?" And I said, "It's all blocking. You know, this is a guy that we need to get the ball in his hands, see what he can do with it. You know, on top of uh, uh, Tobias Taylor, who had an exceptional." Uh, a run. I think he had 31 touchdowns in, in, in his, for his last indoor team. Uh, and then uh, Art Tompkins, who is a, a guy that we got uh, late in the spring league as well, but has, uh, you know, actually has the ability to flex out as a slot as well. So again, you talk about versatility, you talk about guys that, uh, you know, for us, it's, it's about mismatches. It's about putting our guys in the best position. We're not going to ask somebody, I, like I like to say, you don't ask, you know, a stallion to do a plow horse's job and vice versa, you know? So for us, uh, you know, we want to put these guys uh, where they, where they will fit in best and not try to have them adapt to what, what we're asking them to do, whether it's offense or defense, if we run it in practice and we're just not getting it, we just throw it out of the playbook. Now on to sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. All of them. <laughs> Don't want to tell you how many. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now you can make money on Sleeper 2 by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players you like that you like and pick the over-under. For example, number of points in basketball, hits in baseball, yards in football. Then choose the amount of money you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from 2 to 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sleeper is that it's only it's the only app where I can join my friends' contests and play together. 
It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my friends' picks with the tap of a button. It's insanely fun to ride out all these contests together. Stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash SGP, and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. That's right. Join our squad and get the 100% deposit match at sleeper.com slash SGP. Did you know that browsing online using incognito mode doesn't actually protect your privacy? That's right. Without added security, you might as well give away all your private data to hackers, advertisers, your ISP, and other prying eyes. That's why I use IPVanish to make it easy to stay truly private and secure on the internet. IPVanish helps you safely browse the internet by encrypting 100% of your data. This means that your private details, passwords, communications, browsing history, and more will be completely shielded from falling into the wrong hands. Even your physical location will be hidden. IPVanish makes virtually invisible online. Makes you virtually invisible online. It's that simple. You can use IPVanish on unlimited devices without sacrificing on speed. Your computers, tablets, phones, even devices like your Fire Stick when you're streaming media. Whether I'm at home or in public, I don't go online anymore without using IPVanish. IPVanish is offering an incredible 70% off their yearly plan for our listeners with a 30-day money-back guarantee. That's just like getting nine months for free. IPVanish is super easy to use. All you have to do is tap one button and you're instantly protected. You won't even know it's on. Stop sharing with the world everything you stream, everything you search for, and everything you buy. Take your privacy back today with the brand rated 4.6 out of 5 on Trustpilot. So go to ipvanish.com slash SGP and use promotional code SGP and claim your 70% savings. That's ipvanish.com slash SGP. I had you on mute that entire time, and that was a really great question, too. You're going to have to ask you again now. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to have to leave that one in. Oh, boy, that was embarrassing. Just an awkward 30 seconds. Um, Coach, spring leagues come and go with just amazing frequency at this point. You've been all over. You've been in in the spring league. You've been in the XFL. You were CFL adjacent. Why Major League Football? Why did you decide to take this chance? Good question. And I really think that, again, uh, I, I actually, there was, you know, it's been, they've been trying to get off the ground now for several years. Uh, the fact that they bought all the AAF's equipment and they actually have enough uh, shoulder pads and helmets to outfit eight clubs. But I believe in the vision that Frank Murtha has. Uh, first and foremost, the fact that it is a public tra- publicly traded company offers a lot of credibility. Uh, the fact that, again, filing SEC paperwork and, and being able to acquire it on E-Trade or Fidelity or any of those financial apps, uh, that, that takes time. That takes effort. And I know there's MLFB shows up on a lot of penny stock investors, uh, individuals that aren't even interested in football or sports in general. They're just looking for the next hard seltzer. They're just looking for the next electric vehicle, whatever the case is. They're just wanting to invest in something. Uh, so, again, the fact that we're actually trading on the stock market, I think, is a huge uh, win for us. Uh, the other aspect is the fact that, again, um, as I kind of alluded to, I think the, the wins and losses, uh, while they're in the moment, you know, but the things that stick with me is having that ability uh, to, to help launch careers. 
I think there's something extremely rewarding of doing something good for somebody and not expecting anything in return. So for instance, when I was able to package three guys and, and send them to the Los Angeles Chargers, uh, everybody kind of scratched their head and said, Dynamite, how'd you do that? And it's a long story, but uh, basically what it gets down to is a guy that I worked with 20 years ago in Buffalo as an intern. Uh, we've kept in touch uh, every offseason. You know, we, uh, well, he, finally he's ascended to a rank where now he's a, a decision maker in the National Football League. And so, again, I think word of mouth, I think having the ability, uh, the network, uh, the connections, um, I, those are all important aspects. And again, having the credibility because I've been asked to recommend guys before and I haven't, you know, because again, it's my name, it's my reputation, obviously it's a very unique name. So I can't, <laughs> so if they say, Oh, dynamite said this or dynamite said that, uh, you know, again, it's so, uh, but I think at the end of the day, it's one of those things where you, you really, um, you get a chance to work with guys that, uh, they're ambitious, they're driven, you know, as I tell everybody in the first team meeting, hey, look, guys, if you're out every night after 11 o'clock, that's telling me you don't want to be here. Or you're here for the wrong reasons, you know, and this is a business. At the end of the day, this is a business. And when you work for a head coach like Jerry Glanville, who's been a head coach for 40 plus years and seen this and seen that, we don't have a rule book. We don't have a handbook. This isn't college football. I'm not going to breakfast check these guys. I'm not going to mm-hmm. curfew check these guys. We're going to treat you like an adult. And obviously, if something happens, it's a business and they understand that and they relish it, you know, and they relish the opportunity. Because, again, uh, we, we do things uh, so quickly. We install so quickly. Uh, we keep our menu selections uh, very succinct. Um, and again, it's we, we want to you know, we, we don't need uh, 75 plays on our wristband to be successful. We don't need a big Waffle House laminated menu decide what we want to call on uh, defensively on third and short from the right hash. You know, again, we, we allow, right. it's just going to be a blitz on that play. You know, <laughs> the question is just, it's, he's going to be on the dice and he's, he's going to be on the sideline rolling dice. And he's just going to say, how many are we sending this time? Because it's Jerry Glanville. We know yeah. he's blitzing. Well, um, coach, you know, it's gotta be exciting. there watching just everything starting to ramp up in mobile. Mm-hmm. You know, what's the energy like, not only inside MLFB, but, in the city and the community around it is it starting are they kind of sensing that something's going on yeah i, I think i think uh, again uh mobile is starting to realize that there's a lot of people with different license plates rolling in right now and uh you know uh, i i ended up having lunch with our o-line coach uh, chris sinkovich uh our, our offensive play caller jeff reinbolt uh and then our defensive quality control uh, tristan lisi we went to a uh, Wenzel's Oyster House today. Uh, Tristan's from California originally, but he, he uh, played his college ball in Idaho. So poor guy hasn't uh, ever experienced uh, Cajun food. So I, I had to expose him to that, had to take him to that. Uh, but again, uh, I think the fact that you, you have people, and again, Mobile hasn't had a team to call their, their own, you know, and the fact that uh, now that we actually, you know, again, we, we toured the stadium today. We took a look at our locker room situation, which is which, you know, much better than I ever anticipated having our own even coaching area. You know, so, again, we can get a lot of stuff accomplished. Uh, we're not going to practice for three hours. We're not going to have meetings for three hours. Again, it, it, this is a short 10-week season, you know, four or five games. Let these guys play. Let them go out there, you know, and, again, uh, let's, 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 they're good football players. Let's make them better. Awesome. 
Well, Coach, anything else you want to say here as we're wrapping up? Anything you want to plug? Anything you want to say to the people at Mobile about the Airborne and what's in store for them? Well, definitely, I think the, the number one thing is it, we're going to be a very physical team in offense. We're going to impose our will uh, with our offensive line. Uh, we definitely, again, uh, dare people to throw on us. We've got the incredible defensive line, which, again, uh, just to go back to, to EJ for a moment, you know, uh, the first time I had a conversation with that young man, I was actually driving, and we spoke for over an hour. And I didn't need to review my notes. I didn't need to cut a computer or, you know, anything that, to be able to speak to him eloquently. I'd listened to him do a previous interview in college. You know, he wrote a book. I mean, there's so many mm-hmm. things. That, but, but, but the point is, a guy like him that goes to Adam State, and I, the, the, the reason that I think he became so enamored was he understood that he will be the beneficiary of having such talent inside of him. So, again, when you've got guys – uh, that have just been in training camp, for instance, up north, and that are now in shape, ready to roll, and you can just send waves of them. And then a guy like EJ is on the outside, and he's just benefiting from the fact that, hey, who are you double-teaming? You know, who are you taking care of? You know? and that doesn't even include you know, our linebackers, which, again, uh, both Zach Hall and Roy C are coming back to us. They're both guys that uh, can call the defense on their own if they wanted to because they've played for us the last seasons in the spring league. And ultimately, again, I think from top to bottom, um, I'm very happy with this roster. I think it's a good collection of quote-unquote veterans, Uh, In addition to, uh, we've got over 20 individuals that were true 2022 draft class. uh, uh, These guys walked across the stage in May, you know, and now they're turning around in July and they're getting their opportunity. They're getting their chance. And again, uh, like I like to say, this is, this is like junior college, right? You're, you're, this is just one step, you know, let's help get you to that, to the next one. But more importantly, Let's do it collectively as a unit. You know, let's reap the benefits. Let's, let's have the camaraderie. Uh, let's have fun. Uh, go win games. But most importantly, you know, uh, just really enjoy the competition because, again, it's, it, it, you know, it is going to be one heck of a competition. I look forward to it. And thank you so much for having me on, Adam. Of course. So Coach Dynamite in the Airborne going to be in action and for training camp this week, kicking off the season August 9th in Mobile. Coach, thanks for ha- thanks for coming on. All right, mahalo.